You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashable's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing super. And I'm also here with Josh Kender, also known as Just Kender. Oh, John Grant, if you have to float your boat and all that. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going with this week. Yep. <laughs> I heard a little hesitation in your voice. I don't think you were dedicated to it. I didn't know if I wanted to do the Junkrat one or if I wanted to do McCree. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Watchpoint Radio. <laughs> Oof. Damn. I was, hoping for, I was hoping for an assholes never die, but. <laughs> assholes never die. Oh, boy. Well. That is certainly an intro. This is episode number 127, and if this is your first time listening, we don't do that shit all the time, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, We are recording on September 26th for release on September 27th. A couple things to talk about. There was a developer update where Jeff Kaplan, he talked about tour rework and character balance. Actually, didn't talk about the character balance, but we're going to talk about the character balance. Uh, there was also an email sent out to a bunch of users of Pursuit.gg and Visor.gg, and we're going to hop into that. And we're also going to talk about how to quote-unquote fix Overwatch, uh, and I will get into that during that 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 topic while we're going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into mod tools, all of that Just spoiler, it's mod tools. <laughs> no. So before we get into uh, all of that, I'd like to, I like to welcome first time listeners. Um, you know, thanks for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports, uh, but and some competitive. Don't get me wrong, but the focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So when we do talk about those topics, it focuses on the community and state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can keep up with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And we'd love to have you on our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons to join the conversation. The Discord just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, uh, you know, come (laughs) in and have a good time. And as always, I'd like to thank any returning listeners. Thank you very much for coming back and checking out Watchpoint Radio. And whether this is your second re-listen or 126th, Thanks a lot. We really appreciate you coming back. We're able to do this show every week because of you guys. Uh, we're also able to do the show thanks to our subscribers on Twitch. And uh, Bender's Game 27 is our newest Twitch subscriber. Thank you very much for subbing to us on Twitch. Uh, as well as our Patreons from uh, patreon.com slash Watchpoint Radio. And Roger Bulmer is our latest patron. So thank you very much, both hey. Bender's Game 27 and Roger Bulmer, for your support. Uh, no community feedback this week. That sounds a little off. It feels like we did get some feedback, but I just maybe 
I did. I, I forgot the pocket packet, and so I'm gonna double check that, and we're gonna get into next week just in case I forgot. Sorry about that. It's been like a crazy week uh, for me, but as of this week, no community feedback. Uh, before we hop into our main topics, how's everybody's week in Overwatch been? Oh boy, let's go first. <laughs> I always go first. Okay, well, Bob, you can go first again. Oh, I was wanting Kendrick go. All right, well, I'll go. Um, my week's been great, man. My week's been really, really fun. I <clears throat> so like I've been trying out different roles and everything, and uh, I actually haven't played on my on my main. We were talking about that before. Uh, I need to do that tomorrow. Or I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna lose S S R, but. Uh, I got to play like a lot of off uh, off heel over the weekend, and then I also got to place my new fourth account, which I've been sitting on level twenty or level twenty four, almost twenty five forever. And then you guys were playing the other night, so I jumped on, played with your guys' group, and I figured like if I group with a six stack that's all golds, like if I you know we could win, and I'm going to place gold, so. I did the two games with you on Thursday night. I wasn't feeling very well, and so I got off quickly. But then, come was it Saturday night? Was it Saturday night? We all I think it was Sunday up? night. Like we were that. talking. I think it was Sunday night. We just discussed it right before we Sunday. Uh, okay, the show. so yeah, so uh, we got to group up again. We had Gabius from the Cavalry. We had we had you guys. We had Thrill and. I don't remember who else, but uh, I got to play DPS and like I had some times where I did some really good things and I had some times where I was just not doing anything, but like it was so much fun to get to play DPS in a six stack group. Like I've never really gotten to do that. Like I've played a ton of DPS on the ladder, but never in a six. It was just really nice to have the support of everybody and I don't, I don't know. It was just a whole whole lot of fun. I played a ton of characters, and I did end up placing Platt. But I, like, I'm going to keep playing DPS on that account, so I think I'll drop. I think I'll drop <laughs> playing solo and not playing in a, in a group. You know what I mean? So it was a good time, and now I have a DPS-only account. Yeah, yeah. I told you that. Playing in the six stack with golds isn't going to get you gold. <laughs> I told you that wasn't going to happen. I felt like it was a good chance that, because I mean, I didn't play it. I didn't play incredible. I guess, I guess maybe I'm a low plat, high gold DPS. I mean, I guess maybe that's, that's the case. We'll see though. I'm going to play DPS solo and in two Qs and we'll, we'll see how long I stay in plat. Well, that's all I was saying. If you wanna if you wanna get a gold account, what you gotta do is you gotta play your 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 bad characters solo. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't have the help from the team. You gotta play it solo so your goldness really shines. You really shines. <laughs> you know, that's or, how you get or bronzeness. Gold. Like DPS is hard, but it 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 really was a blast getting to like just change roles. But you know, yeah. that was my that was my week. What about you, Kinder? Yeah, I I uh I shared some of that week with you and uh glad you had fun because we were getting <laughs> our asses kicked in, all right. <laughs> really? Yeah, remember we didn't win a single game. 
Oh, we didn't know. We won more than we lost. Not with you on there. Yeah. We no. did not. No. We sorry, absolutely Bob. did not. We got wrecked. <laughs> okay. Well, my placements on that account uh, <laughs> were uh, five, three, and two. Like two draws, five wins, three losses. The first night, we won both of them. And then did eight more placements after that. Did we play after my placements were done? Oh, we played one more after that because Tracy needed one more game to place. But, yeah, I mean, I went five, three, and two. Well, I mean, how much SR did you lose on Sunday? Because you lost a lot of SR on Sunday. Oh, man. I I dropped in two days, uh, including that day, I dropped from mid-2800s down to 2595. Uh, It was was bad. It was real bad. You must be thinking of, like... Yeah, because I mean, literally, when I was there, is those ten games. I don't know if we won or lost the last game or whatever. When we started like, on when we started on Sunday, Kinder was twenty six seventy five. Because I looked and I said, "God damn, what happened?" Because the last time we <laughs> wait, talked, wait, wait, you're talking about when we played with not Rob. Yeah, I totally on forgot Sunday, yeah. about that session. Okay, yeah, no, my placements were done the night before. Okay. Or, yeah, no, like when um yeah, yeah. Kinder like he was like twenty six seventy five and when I when we played on Thursday, he was like twenty eight something. Yeah, you're um, talking about when we yeah. had not not Rob. Yeah, that was a bad night. I still didn't drop below plat though. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't know. I, I was about that close to dropping into gold, but uh those two days were just hell. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was the night where I was like, Well, guys, I tried, but like I'm yeah. and after you left so me, I'm get off. And like <laughs> thrill and like thrill was like Bob's Bob, stay on. I was like, no, no, I, no, I'm good. I think Thrill just wanted another chance, but Deathblow came in. I know that that account, like, so that night, actually, that account still that I played on was is negative forty SR. But I know I went from twenty eight, twenty eight ninety down to twenty seven fifty for sure, and I got it back up to twenty eight fifty. Uh, so like that's after Deathblow came on and we started playing. Yep. Yeah, I played. Uh, Melissa was recording the Cavalry. I only played a couple games with you guys though Sunday. Like it was like, like, yeah, it was like three. I'm pretty sure. Because uh, pretty sure it was more than three. Because like, we played for a while. But I mean, yeah. I could just. I mean, I could just. I could just look it up. Actually, I dropped lower than uh, twenty five ninety something because we won a few and it got me back up to twenty five ninety. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You dropped lower than that. Like at the end of the night, you were when <laughs> we everybody got off at like two a.m. You were back to like twenty five ninety five. Oh crap! Yeah, What's that guy's that. name? Which guys? Not Bob. Oh yeah, not. Bob. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, thankfully though, today I did get on uh, before the show, probably about two or three hours worth of play. Uh, and I decided fuck solo queue and use the uh, the uh, LFG LFG system. I can never remember the damn name of it. <laughs> Looking for group? Yes, I know. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> but, uh, okay. I, I actually used the LF, LFG system today and uh, found a group of guys that you know, they they worked together all right. You know, nothing special. Nobody was really like exceptionally good. We just they played the game properly as a six stack. And we won almost every game. Uh, and the ones we lost weren't like crushing. Uh, uh, you know, we had people that were actually changing, people that wanted to win and shit. You know, uh, there were a few games we started off 
if this had been solo queue, we'd have been the entire game would have just been crushed. But guys actually made changes to adapt and overcome and we come back and slaughter them, you know. Uh, so I, I'm back up to the 2700s at least. So that's something. Uh, hopefully I'll be back in 2800s within the next day or two. We'll see. It's been a it's been a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people still they like people are kind of shitting on LFG because they've had some bad experiences with it. But the thing about LFG is like not every group you get into is going to be a good group. Uh, right. You know, you're going to get in, you're going to do your first game. If the team's not clicking, you can leave and then go do another game. Now, some days you're just not going to have enough groups and it's not going to work out. But it, like the LFG system, it does work. You just have to find a team that clicks. And essentially, a team that clicks is one that will communicate and talk to each other. And my biggest success with LFG was make like, you know, and I guess it's a little easier when you're in the tank role, like the main tank role to lead the group. Like you give, you do the call outs, you give the instructions. Um, even though across the board, I've been doing way more call outs recently. I, I've been noticing, um, even when I'm like off tanking, if nobody's making the calls, I'll make the call. So I'll get back on that account, that account probably sometime this week and try to move it up. I do play LFG on that account. My solo account, I don't even play LFG on it, though, um, which I don't know. Maybe I might start doing, but the reason I don't do LFG on my solo account is because I'm only playing certain characters. Like, when I went from 2,500 to Diamond, I only played Zen and Brig. I didn't want to hop into an LFG and then be like, well, I'm only playing these two characters when we when we needed to play a different character. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um now I have added I can I've added Anna to that. Like in terms of main heals, I could do Anna more. I still can't do Mercy, but it kind of doesn't make a difference right now, it seems like. Uh that you know, that I can't do Mercy. Um and I can't do Lucio, which I'll probably on my low account, I'll probably start playing Lucio. That's what I'll probably start doing on my low account is just, is, is maining Lucio so I can get that's how I, I got decent at Anna. Um but you know Maybe I will start using LFG on the solo account a, a little bit because I like my hero, my healing hero pool has definitely increased. I've actually tanked a little bit too on the solo account. Like when somebody's like, oh man, well, I, I don't know how to, you know, play Reinhardt, but I guess I'll play Reinhardt. I'm like, no, okay, fine, I'll play Reinhardt. But like in my experience, when I've done that in solo queue, the person who takes the role that they want to take, which is generally like a healer, or off healer, they fucking blow at it. They fucking suck. <laughs> I'm like, I should have just stayed on. Like, I had that happen to me on um, Sunday, I think it was. And I was a little pissed off because I, I, did, I did let my account decay again because I thought I had played on Sunday the week before when I actually played on Saturday. So my account decayed a little bit. And um, that happened. Like, somebody's like, well, I can't play tank, but I guess I'll just pick this character. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick the character. I'll pick the tank. And I was actually making calls and stuff like that, but the team would not. We're playing Eichenwald. The team would not get together and go through the tank. And we lost to an all DPS team. We lost to an all DPS team. And I said in Childs, like, there are not enough slots to avoid player because I want to avoid all of you. You're fucking <laughs> trash. Like, you're garbage. <laughs> you know, so I, I let that toxicity slide out. I was just so mad that we lost to an all DPS team. I did block the three biggest defenders, and one of them showed up on the team on the, uh, on the next game. And I was like, good. Fuck his ass up. <laughs> you know? And um, we're playing, but then 
I noticed that somebody like we I, we get in. I insta lock Zen. Somebody insta lock Anna. And we had some one person that just waited and waited, and then finally, right before the game started, they they locked Doomfist. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, they sucked at Doomfist. They wouldn't switch off at Doomfist, but we still managed to pull off a. Uh, we still managed to pull off a draw on that map. I blocked that person on the next map we get, which which is um, Rialto. Both the person from before that I blocked and that person was on the map. And I was like, okay, he's going to pick Doom. So I did not go Zen. I picked Brig instead. Um, and I was like, and then when he the game actually started, I found out that he went Anna. So I'm like, that's why he picked Doomfist, because he wanted to play fucking Anna, and he was mad that he couldn't play Anna. And when we started the game, I was a little nervous because both of our tanks picked off tanks. One person picked Roadhog, and the other person picked... Um, Diva? No, Zarya. The other person picked Zarya. And their team had a decent composition. The enemy team had a decent composition. Oh, man, we beat the brakes off of them. It was so <laughs> bad. Like, we kicked the shit out of them. Their Reinhardt couldn't do anything. I just kept calling out the stuns on the Rhine, and he just get <sighs> melted. <laughs> like, gone. As soon as he gets stunned, and we just kept rolling over their team over and over and over again. And we beat them so bad, I started, I started playing poorly. Like, not playing poorly as in dying, but I kept hunting the Anna, like the Doomfist from the previous <laughs> match. And the thing is, she kept trying to sleep dart me, and I keep, I kept I kept blocking her sleep darts and then kicking the shit out of her. <laughs> you know? And it felt real good. And then the other person was also dying, the person from the first game that we lost. So that made me feel good. So, bad, that, huh? question for you. Uh-huh. Played a lot of Ryan now. How often are you gold and silver damage? I'm gold damage all the time. Yeah, dude. It's crazy, right? It, like it actually like opens up your eyes to like not shitting on DPS. Cause like if I'm gold damage with thrill and I play games as the DPS, it's probably fucking normal. You know what I mean? Like it's not it like you, you know, so it's a whole nother reason to not trust the metal system. I was just, I I just, I just want to throw that in because you've been playing a lot of Ryan. I'm sure you see that a lot because Mm -hmm. if you're doing Ryan right, you've got some good, like you've got at least bronze. Well, that's true. But then I'm like, I, I kind of like kind of really knew that from before because I, it's not uncommon for me to have gold damage as Arissa as well. Or Zarya at times too. Or Zarya, especially Zarya, especially recently. Like when I, uh, I post on Twitter, I posted my stats from my Zarya matches when I when Deathblow was the main tank and everything was just Dude. like all the way up at 99%. Have you seen <laughs> Deathblow's stats as main tank on his main? No, I haven't seen this. Holy shit, dude. He is killing it, dude. Like his stats on like overbuff are out of this world on his main. Like top like 96 and up percentile on every on almost everything like yeah. he's really he's really taken to it well right yeah like yeah we like this is like the, i think the second time i've really played off tank to his main tank usually like azaria rind or something like that and um yeah it usually goes pretty well actually we beat the shit out of a team on volskaya like real bad to the point that we were me just me and him at one point we're fighting in front of their spawn killing their people 
And I was like, you want to go inside? He's like, nah, I just knocked on the door. They know we're here. We just, we walked back. <laughs> we walked back to the choke point, you know. Um, so, no, like, yeah. But, like, my stats on Zarya, have, like, when I play with him as main tank are, are, are like, outrageous. Um, but, yeah, like, that's so back to what you were saying, like, about the gold being gold as a tank. It's not uncommon for me to do that, um, you know. So, but. Yeah, I mean, I did end at a season high on my solo account. I'm at like 30, 54, something like that right now, I think. Um, after losing, was it losing a game? Getting a draw and then winning two games. So, you know, 30, 50. So I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied nice. with that. I got to start playing that account more, but it's just like it's a little difficult to do so. Because when we get on for the comp night, uh, we've been playing on our lower accounts. You know, and, uh, to, and it's been fun, but it's not helping my my diamond account. And yeah. then um, when I play with other people, like we did on Sunday, I play <laughs> on what I still consider my main account, even though it's not my highest account. So, but no, overall, it's it's been a good experience. It's 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 been a good experience, I would say. And I think we're gonna hop into this in our third topic, but um, the, generally speaking, I have good experiences in Overwatch. As long as I'm not playing gold and solo queue. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. pretty much oh, yeah. and that's something we're gonna kinda dip into in, in our third topic. But before we do that, let's go into our first topic, which is the September developer update. We knew it was on the way, we just didn't know what day it was coming. And uh, we finally got it. So bam, tour rework. We knew it was coming, and now <laughs> we have uh more information on it. I'm actually looking to pull it up here i know i have it but uh they finally gave us some information on the tour we work actually fuck it. i'm just gonna click the link i got here maybe okay there we go sorry <laughs> and uh let's start with what is actually changing with torbjorn all right so uh i guess a general change with torb is that his head hit volume is being reduced by 10 percent. but here are the actual rework changes uh the ribbit gun, his projectile speed has increased from 60 to 70 per second. And actually, while you're listening to these, if you haven't seen the changes, all of these changes are being made to make him more viable in terms of damage dealing. Okay? So projectile speed increased from 60 to 70 per second. Reload time reduced from 2.2 to 2 seconds. That actually puts him on par with about Zenyatta. I think Zenyatta and like Arissa. Um, even though Arissa may be a little bit longer, we'll see. And this is important. Turret target, tur the, your turret now targets an enemy that's hit by your primary fire. Just shooting at that enemy will not get the turret to fire at that enemy. But if you tag that enemy with your primary fire, not alternate fire, but primary fire, the turret will turn and will prioritize that enemy. Huge. Yeah. All right. Alternate fire recovery uh, has been lowered from... 0.8 seconds, 2.6 seconds. Damage per shot lowered from 150 to two. Uh, sorry, from 150 to 125. The reload time has been reduced from. You know, I, I don't know why they put that in there, but the reload time is reduced to two seconds, like we just said. And spread randomization has been readjusted, probably to be more in line with the other changes they made uh, to the other characters that have spread. Um, um, on the change to the timing on the right, the left click or alternate and primary fire they were trying to make those two fires fire at the same cadence right to make it easier okay. for torb players 
the radius has increased for the forge hammer radius increased to along with quick melee i guess it was a little shorter before and here's the turret changes uh the turret is now a thrown projectile you can toss it a distance it automatically builds over three seconds so if you see somebody put it down you're going to want to kill it before it finishes because it no longer has different levels it is a level two turret and it puts out the same it damage output up. as yeah it puts out the same damage as the level two turret before that has not adjusted so it doesn't have levels anymore it just builds up over three seconds the maximum health has reduced from 300 to 250 it now incurs a five second cooldown when deployed and now incurs a 10 second cooldown when destroyed in combat it also i think it also um has the same cooldown when you, you destroy, destroy yourself it, right. destroy yourself which you can um you can no longer you're no longer able to deploy a new turret if one is in combat. That means that if one is shooting at somebody, you can't just deploy a new one. You would actually have to destroy it, have the 10 second cooldown, and then put out a new one. And you can also um and they should have made these little sub bullets, but you you can also not deploy a new turret if the turret is firing and if the turret has taken damage within three seconds. You can't just pull it out and move it someplace else. You actually have to destroy it and, and take the cooldown. Um, you're now able to destroy turret with the interact input. I mean, that's what we were talking about. And you will completely, uh, sorry, now will complete self-building once deployed, even if Torbjorn is eliminated. So that's kind of like Symmetra throwing a turret. Uh, she dies. The turret's still there. When you uh, throw it, it has to land on a flat surface, too. Like, if you throw it on, a, like, the side of a wall, it'll bounce off and fall to the ground and then deploy. Right. Right. Uh, he has a new ability, Overload, which is, it's actually his old ultimate, which basically, it you don't have armor packs anymore. Actually, I forgot to mention that. Armor packs are gone, and the scrap system is gone. So to, uh, Torbjorn no longer deploys armor to a team, which, I don't know, I think that's that was actually a pretty nice ability of his, but whatever. Um, but Overload, it's his old ultimate. It lasts for five seconds. It temporarily grants him 150 armor instead of 250. I think the other one yep. granted like 250. Yeah. And it increases attack movement speed and reload speed by 30%. And I want to come back around to that. I'm not necessarily a fan of that. But his new ultimate, which is still called Molten Core because apparently they like the name, it switches weapon from rivet gun to his claw arm. It lasts for six seconds. You can fire up to 10 molten gloobs that create damage pools where they land for 10 seconds. Uh, those, those globs or gloobs bounce Glob off the walls and ceilings until coming into contact with the ground. And the base damage is 130. The damage increases from 130 to 190. And this is per second against enemies who have armor. One thing important to note about this ability too, is if you stack them on top of each other, they do not do more damage. So no, do don't. not stack them, put them, right. spread them out as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of people just like hold the button down and just, I guess, put like a, a straight line of the lava. You can shoot it in individual spots to be more tactical, but you got to do it within you six can seconds. Also, you can also bounce it off walls, ceilings. It won't actually deploy until it hits a ground surface. So what I've seen a lot of the big streamers doing is they'll pop it and then they'll jiggle their mouse like crazy fast and just shoot it everywhere. And then it bounces off of shit and kind of like throws the enemy team through a loop on where it's going to hit. Uh, but then like 
painting a point it's it you know in in a control point is a really good call if you know they're trying to take it over payload this is gonna be a bastion killer of course too uh yeah so actually the enemies that have armor that are affected obviously bastion brigitte diva orissa reinhardt torbjorn winston and wrecking ball uh, heroes who can grant armor and their abilities to their to their allies. Sorry, Brigitte, obviously. And I just want to read the dev comments here. Torbjorn was initially designed to be a specialized hero intended to be a strong defensive option due to his armor-generating capabilities and ability to control area with his turret. However, the scrap collecting and armor pack mechanics have proven to have... I've, Sorry, have proven to cause problematic gameplay issues with their feast or famine nature. In order to make the hero more flexible in a variety of situations, we've removed the scrap system, made the turret much easier to deploy, replace the armor pack ability with overload, a self-powered, a, a powerful self-buff, and transform multicore into a powerful new area denial ultimate ability. Um, actually, that's probably one of the first things I said on Twitter is, oh, great, we have another zoning alt. That's just <laughs> yeah. another one. Another one. Another you know, we one. just we just got a character that had that has a great zoning ult if you know how to use it properly. Um Hammond. Which I actually think needs to be buffed a little bit, but this we're not talking about wrecking ball. <laughs> we're talking about fucking Torbjorn. Um See the yeah, interesting like, thing about this one though is that you can eat up uh, a Hammond ultimate with the Reinhardt shield, no problem. Uh but how do you counter this Torbjorn ult other than just not touching the ground? Right, exactly. The floor is literally lava. <laughs> the floor is actually lava. <laughs> Everybody yeah, like except for Genji can't jump over it. Well, I guess Reaper could ray through it. Moira could phase through it, but Farah doesn't no touch one, it. But... Yeah, Farah, like it's it's like a good like six meters in game meters off of the ground, basically. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like unlike uh, Hammond's ultimate, there is no activation time. It's just there. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just fucking there. There is no activation time, and it does a uh, pretty um, and you good can control exactly there. where it goes. It's not just the area around you, right? Exactly. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I I do like that there are they are giving you kind of like a counter to Briggs Ultimate with this, where if Briggs if you know Briggs teammates are coming in and you place your lava properly, you can help you know melt that armor off. You know, uh, go ahead, Bob. I think, like, I think what Blizzard's thinking is, and I'm guessing this is speculation, but this counters goats. It's what this does. This counters the 303 comp, the goats comp, the boring comp, the one that nobody likes to watch. That's what this does. And it's just like Blizzard to bring a really big uh, ability into the game, like Briggs Ult, and then come out with something that counters it right after and surprisingly it's her dad. You know, it's just interesting. But I, I mean, yeah. I said armor was a big problem, especially for a lot of the characters in the game, Reaper, Roadhog. Like, it, it's, a, it, it's a bad mechanic to have in the game and they took one of the characters that gives it out, out. So now Briggs, the only one that gives armor and now different people have armor. But it's funny because they... Do this extra damage. I watched some uh, YouTube videos. It's a new channel. I, not new, but like new to me, uh, called Blame the Controller. And they actually showed the difference with the armor and without armor. Like they had a Zarya and they had a, uh, 
uh, Reinhardt maybe. Re- yeah, Reinhardt next to him. They dropped the globs in the middle, and I mean they died about the same time. Like it, it, the damage is so high that the extra damage to armor is almost minuscule. It doesn't really matter if that makes sense. Well, it pull it, it it helps get the armor off faster, which I, you want to get to the uh, enemy's core health. Yeah, know, but it just it just it doesn't kill them any faster because it does it so fast. If you watch the video from Blame the Controller, it shows it well. It's it's pretty interesting because on paper it sounds like it would be great against armor, but really it's just great against everything at the moment. Right. Well, I think it's gonna probably get a nerf because i mean there is no counterplay to this besides the torbjorn sucking at it right the counterplay is not standing in <laughs> well you know, zarya not standing in the bubble. Area. i mean like zarya you're gonna get 80 percent charge on two bubbles one on someone and one on you like that's kind of huge like that i mean technically speaking zenyatta can out heal it Technically speaking, he can. He's the only one, though. Like, Lucio's is really crap. Briggs is crap on it. it it's really Zidiata's is the only one that actually counters it. Right, yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, I think the... Because, man, I, I'm, I'm I'm not against this, this ultimate... Uh, you know, having the ability to kill people if they stand in it. But, like, if you're kind of surprised with it, you know you may not be able to move fast enough to get out. Like two seconds, Soldier 76, you are dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, less than yeah. two seconds, actually. And I'll also say it looks really similar for enemy one versus your one because yours is orange, the enemy's is red. Anybody who's like colorblind is probably going to not distinguish those well. Well, I'm uh, probably work. They just introduced new colorblind yeah, options. That might have been yeah, why they yeah, did yeah. that, actually. Maybe, yeah, that might have been why they did that. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the, the 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 ultimate's not what I have the biggest problem with. I'm not a fan of them taking this old ult and turning into an ability uh, overload. I'm not. I I think they should have just got rid of it. Or I should let me put it like this: it should be on a higher cooldown, uh, in my opinion, because you can do his overload ability three times in one minute. That is a ton of burst damage with a but a bunch of uh, survivability. But yeah, isn't it only like six seconds, though? I mean, it's you can five seconds. Five, yeah. I mean, you could bait it out, and then he doesn't have it for what twelve. I mean, he like you he, could bait it out, and if you bait it out, then Torb is not. So he, but if he's using it every chance he gets, though, that's literally a quarter of the game time he's in yes. this <laughs> in this mode. Yeah, exactly. Like a little. Oh, <clears throat> in, I mean, I, it's it's a tough ability to kind of bait out. I, mean, I guess technically speaking, you're talking about from a. Uh, I mean, from a survivability perspective, but I'm thinking about him, like, you know, moving up the tanks. He starts, you know, hitting the tanks with his alternate fire. And then when they finally start to hit him back, or maybe he gets like half health or whatever, bam, then he hits the ability. And not only can he, is it, does it give him 150 armor and survivability, but on top of that, he is doing 30, he, he can, he has the ability to do 30 uh, damage 30% faster. Than he did before for five seconds, which doesn't yeah, sound like a lot, but it is enough for yeah, it to be a watch, problem. If you watch some of the videos, like I've seen some where he takes a Reinhardt down, not even with all headshots in that five second period with left click. Uh, and it, it, it definitely, 
it's definitely going to get nerfed. I mean, Briggs Shield just dropped down to 500 from 600. She's had multiple nerfs. They bring out new characters and character reworks really strong, and then they tone them back. Yeah, but I think uh, it's it's pretty obvious that this is like what three times in one minute. Come on, <laughs> you're better than this balance team. <laughs> like three three times in one minute, it's, it's that that like right there is just too much. But that goes back to the balance philosophy, and I just don't want to have that conversation again. Not right now. I need to let it breathe for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I think that's definitely something that's going to be a problem. I think tanks are already in a little bit of trouble. Like we're kind of teetering as tanks because Reaper with his adjusted spread damage is pretty he fucking is strong. Deadly right now. He is a monster right now. And then Sombra's strong as well. Like you get Sombra and Sombra Reaper on a team. If you don't have a far or something to counter it, then you're screwed. You just yeah. you just have to be really careful buffing tanks because then we get in triple tank meta. We get into goats meta, and then there's no reason to run a DPS, and then it becomes boring. In yeah, I'm my not opinion. saying I'm not saying buff tanks. The answer here is probably to adjust the damage that some of these characters are doing. Because I mean, I don't think there should be any character that can just straight up shred through a tank by himself. You know what I'm saying? I think taking down a tank should be a team or you know multiple person effort <laughs> you know that that that's <laughs> that they have a huge health pool but if if reaper is able if able to get into your backline but let's i mean let's be realistic he can especially in lower elos oh my god like i played reaper um and gold last week before i accidentally moved that account to platinum and it was just i mean i was you can shred with reaper and gold before but it was unbe-fucking-leavable <laughs> you oh, know yeah. like now like it was just really really bad um so yeah i think that in terms of like with the Reaper, Diva, uh, even Roadhog, Roadhog is like, oh my god, like he, if he's hitting his shots well with the with the adjusted like spread damage, he can do some serious. I was, oh my god, I, I played Roadhog on Sunday, and the after the first time I got on fire, each time I played him, I was on fire the entire rest of the match. <laughs> because like he's just cooking people like yeah his shield break isn't that good but who needs shield break when you're killing everybody <laughs> you know i don't um, know i think roadhog's in a bad spot at the moment but i think that he feels kind of balanced to me uh he's not real difficult to counter but he's also not crazy overpowered like the only trouble we had with him today playing was killing the son of a bitch. Like he wasn't really getting much of anything. It's just he wouldn't die because uh, he's you roadhog. Didn't, uh, you didn't have an Anna. Uh, we did have it on her, but every time she would use her grenades and uh, wouldn't have wouldn't have it on cooldown when he came in or something like that. But, yeah, but yeah, he's, that's, he's that's, like they planned on having actual uh, Roadhog buffs in this uh, PTR, but they uh, require. Uh, I guess they, from what Jeff says on the forums, they require animation changes, so they got pushed back to the next patch. So huh. Roadhog buffs are coming. I wonder what kind of animation he, change. Yeah, see, yeah, that's know. that's what I'm wondering. Like, what uh, are they changing that needs animation change? I don't know. Is he, he going uh, to heal everybody around him for like six God, meters? No, please, no. While Jesus he does Christ. his heal, because that would make him tanky. <laughs> that <laughs> would that, that, that would just be a bad. That would idea. make him. That At would make point. him. That would bring him back in. No, I don't necessarily think he's out right now i think he in certain situations he's still very with it or yeah 
Yeah, with he's still very viable. very viable. I mean, if you're using him to punish people out of position, still, I mean, like, yeah, I was yeah. highly successful with that when I played him this <laughs> yeah, weekend. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't really happen in diving it up, though. Yeah, I mean, in my <laughs> in my opinion, using him correctly right now, Roadhog's just as competent as any other tank, really, as long as you have a team that works with him, not against him. I wouldn't see yes. any reason to nerf him for sure. Yeah, like there's really no reason to nerf him. I don't see him as like a really weak character either. I mean, like the, your biggest counter to him is Anna. When he goes to hit the vape, you fucking hit the uh, hit the splooge, and you don't let him heal himself. That's how we've been taking him down. You that know, or bash easily. him with uh, uh, Brigitta or hack him with Sombra. I mean, he's got a lot of counters to him as far as that goes. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like with when it comes to Roadhog and I has to treat like when you have certain characters on the field, you have to like watch your abilities, right? Like when I'm Zenyatta, um, if there is a Genji on the other team, I am very careful about when I'm using my ultimate. Like I may not just use my ultimate to save like a person or two, you know, like I'll, I'll actually like, you know, I will wait for the Genji to do his ultimate and then I'll use it. Actually as a Zenyatta, like a lot of Genjis will just hold their ultimate until they see you die so if you don't die they never use their ult or they use it at the <laughs> last minute um but i think that's anna anna's really need to if she want if they want to operate as a counter to the roadhog they either need to a um use their grenade on him as he's vaping or b put him to sleep as he's vaping i think it's easier to use the uh the grenade either way have one of the two available yeah you know so you can see but back to to tour the other big feature, which we kind of talked about, was that you can point the turret in in a direction now, basically, as long as you're hitting a target. I do think because of this, I personally think that the damage on the turret um, should be reduced because you essentially have a character that can shoot you from two angles at one time now. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I'm sorry. That's that's too much. It is too much to have a, a character. A that can weird, shoot you. unforeseen change that they did there. I, I didn't expect yeah, that at actually, all. It's actually going to make Farah even more of a hard counter on on Torb because what would save and Tracer because what would save you and Sombra because you can actually yeah. get in behind. That, that's what I know. This is the the biggest counter to Sombra right now. Ironically enough, is current Torb. Because you can't yeah. get in there to hack a turret. If you try to hack someone else, you get shot. It just yep, shuts yep. her down completely. And like now, if he's shooting at somebody, it's going to be prioritizing that target and not <laughs> pressuring the Pharah to get out of line of sight. Not pressuring the Sombra. Sombra might actually get a hack off on a turret. Yeah. The only way to do yeah. it now is for it to already be pre-firing an, uh, one of your teammates and get in there and just get a lucky hack off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's actually going to make him counterable a little bit more because of it. It is going to make him uh, counterable a, a little bit more, but, I mean, if you don't have that Sombra, that is going to hack the turret. Like a Sombra... I think it's a good chance, know, yeah. I mean, if you don't have the Sombra, that's going to hack the turret. If you don't have the Farah, that is going to try to shoot over distance because when a Torb's on the field, they may, you know... Because remember, like I said, Torb has to hit you. So... They would actually have to wait for Torbjord to be engaged with somebody and Torb to hit that person and for that to happen within range of the turret to be effective. Yeah, it's you know? just it's right. just gonna happen more often 
you know, it's just going to happen where you're not going to get shot as Sabra because it's already firing at what Torb's firing on. You know what I mean? It's just going to give those, you more opportunities. If those three conditions that I just said are met. Yeah, which will saying, happen like a lot of the time. Maybe. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, it's, I don't think it's, it's not as uh, cut and dry as that. Because, like I said, they still have to be within range of the turret. So, if Torbjorn, I'm, I'm trying, let me see an example here. Like, uh, let's say uh, Numbani, right? Torbjorn sets his turret up where I told you to set it up the other night. Um, not on the first point, but you go to the left of the first point, kind of like the pathway toward the, the second point after you get the first point. You put it in a little corner over there, but as Torbjorn, you're someplace else. You are, uh, let's say, on the other side where the high ground is, and they come from the bottom part of the high ground, and you start shooting at somebody. Well, that turret is still going to be up to shoot the Sombra. It's still going to be up to shoot the Farah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it's not. There's just going to be more opportunities. Because, like, what what Kidder's saying right now is there's no opportunity, basically, as Sombra. And I don't necessarily see that as a as a problem, um, simply because there's not that many hard counters to Sombra, <laughs> you know, um, uh, for a, forcing a Sombra to be cautious because of the Torb turret around, you know, she's got to make her ha- like her hacks work, even if she even can, because as soon as she comes out of invisibility, boom, the turret's going to hit her. That's a nice that's a nice counter to a Sombra. Right now, you got to hope she walks close enough to you, or you got to have a Hanzo, you know, putting his arrows down, or you got to have people, resp- you know, uh, responding to Sombra fast enough to, you know, deal with her probably after she hacks. You know, it's kind of tough yeah. to deal with a good Sombra before she hacks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so the fact that we're kind of losing that a bit is a. It's not a huge problem. I'm not gonna cry about it, but I will say I kind I I kind of wish it was still like that. But my like I said, my big concern is that in engagements you can you can be shot from two different directions by one character, and one of those characters isn't gonna miss. Like one of those shots isn't gonna miss. The turret does not miss. So when Torb <laughs> tags you, even if he's missing his shots, you know the other turret is still plugging you from the other side. Uh, I will. I'm not saying take it out now. But I do foresee it being a problem. I hope that they actually do pay attention to it when it goes into quick play so that we can see how big of a problem it's going to be. More than likely, they're not. That their history with putting characters in is like they really don't pay attention to quick play at all, <laughs> even the compl- or complaints. And then they put it into comp. It ruins comp for a little bit. And uh, then they got to fix it, which I hope I would I would I can always hope they've learned their lesson about that. But I'm just not hopeful that they're going to do it. Right. Um, I foresee uh, flank Torbjorn's becoming a thing because, you know, you get on somewhere uh, like Rialto and everybody else is on the front line. They're doing their thing. Torbjorn's going back around, way back around the bridge or something like that. All he has to do is throw his turret. It takes three seconds to set up. They don't see it for that three seconds. They're getting plugged from behind. Somebody's got to turn around and deal with the turret. A level two turret does a decent amount of damage. If you don't have shields up, then you're going to take some serious damage. The time it takes you to react to that. And to actually kill the turret and everything, uh, you've turned around for long enough that the team that's in front of you is diving in and wrecking your shit. So you're half health, at least on a couple of characters, you know. And it has a 40 meter range. <laughs> yeah, it's know? got a that's huge a, range. That's a huge range. And to disengage from what you're currently doing, turn around and try to travel 40 meters 
to, you know, well, I guess you don't have to get all the way up to it, but you turn around and at least get into a range where you are fighting the turret with enemies behind you. Like, that's a tough deal, you know? Yeah. With a turret that's, if it can see you, like, if you can see it and it can see you, it's most definitely hitting you every single time. <laughs> you know, right. it is hitting you. It is it is definitely seeing you every single time. It's gonna it's gonna hit you, uh, and then you have enemies behind you. That's just a bad spot. What right. I kind of wish is that when you put the turret out, it automatically built. It, it goes to level one, and then over time, or maybe after a certain amount of damage, <laughs> it goes to level two. Right. That's what I kind of wish. Like it like it did instead of going straight to level two. I think, you know, if the turret was able to develop, like, you know, is able to get a certain amount of hits on you or a certain amount of damage off, maybe like 100 damage collectively, not on one character, then it turns into level two. Because at that point, your team should have taken care of it, you know? Yeah. Your team should have addressed it. And I'm sorry, but in in, in an engagement, in a fight, it's not that difficult to get a level one turret to do... A bunch of damage i mean what do torbjorns do now if your turret is destroyed and you're in a fight you throw down your level one turret and then you continue fighting and most of the time the enemies aren't going to pay attention or they're going to they're not going to prioritize that level one turret even though it is still outputting damage while you're in the fight you know what right. i'm saying so it's a uh, i'm curious how it goes out um I mean, I, I think Torbjorn needed some some changes. We'll see if these are the right ones. I mean, this will definitely make him more viable as a damage character. That was the idea. That's oh, yeah. going to happen. happen. I sure. don't know. I mean, they may reduce the amount of damage it takes to destroy it, or they may re- increase the build time on it, which I, I understand why they went with a three-second build time, and the cooldowns are the big part of it. You know, his cooldowns, I think, are very fair. Uh, and keep you from like just spamming new turrets all the time and killing your turret before it gets killed and then throwing a new one down in five seconds or something. Uh, So all that stuff I think is really fair. It's just getting in the back with a Torbjorn and that kind of strat. It's going to be hard to do unless you have somebody constantly paying attention to every aspect of the map, everywhere that uh, flankers can go. And whereas if you're playing a flanking Genji or Summer or something, you have to get to their team. You know, you actually have to come up to him. Orbiran can be on the other side of the fucking map just about and throw his turret down and not even worry about it. Right. So, I don't know. Right. So I'm not a fan of automated shit firing in a first-person shooter multiplayer. <laughs> you know, <and> that's <laughs> easy to use. At least with the Torb turret before, you know, he had to keep it up. You know, and it, it was like, you know, he had, he had to build it up himself. You see that many like kids that. he has? He definitely keeps it up. Uh, har har, Bob. Har Womp, har. Mom. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it, man. Yeah, apparently he, he couldn't could. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's move on from Torb and let's talk about the rest of the character balance because a bunch of other changes are on the way. Let's start with Brigitta. Her shield health has been reduced from 600 to 500, which I'm like, okay, that's, I think that's fine. Like, uh, the, one of the biggest problems with where Brig was that, you know, she could just walk up to you, and as soon as she's within eight meters of you, she can stun you. She can get to you. You know, she can get to you pretty quickly. Now, you just gotta be a bit more careful with the shield. You gotta be a bit more careful with the shield, because once the shield breaks, that's a huge part of your kit. One, you can't protect yourself. Two, you can't shield bash and stun. So, 
Uh, I have no problem with this. And this is as somebody who, like I said, all last season I played Zen and Brig. I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I like, I see a lot of Briggs act like they're Reinhardt and they just put their shield up and walk towards the enemy, walk towards the enemy. Now, you know, fucking make sure you're with your team and, you know, use your shield in short distances. And I think this is actually going to give, because Roadhog is actually, Roadhog isn't a hard counter to Brig, right? But Roadhog was a pretty good counter to Brig if you can get your secondary onto her shield. And now it's going to break even faster. You break it, hook her, pull her in, and fuck her up. That's what you do. Because half of her kit's gone. <laughs> you know, like, once you do that. Um, so I really don't have a problem with that. Um, I do, what I don't want them to do, though, because the biggest complaint that I hear about Brig from non-Brig players is that you can't 1v1 her. Well, no shit. You're not supposed to be able to 1v1 her. She's she's one of those characters that are good at 1v1s like uh, May. What I don't want them is to keep nerfing her into the ground until she's you can 1v1 her with like a Soldier 76. Like that just shouldn't be happening. Right. <laughs> you know? So, um... But yeah, it says the uh, the developer comments, the health of Briggs' barrier or Brigitte's barrier was extremely difficult for most heroes to deal with, even as she was able to get close close the distance to her targets. This change still provides Brig with substantial survivability, but should also be more rewarding for opponents who pressure her. Now let's move to McCree. McCree's combat roll has been reduced from 8 seconds to 6 seconds. You will be able to combat roll more frequently, meaning you'll be able to reload instantaneously more frequently, meaning if you hit your shots, you can put out more damage. Get good. <laughs> Stop complaining. Here you go. Fan the hammer. Roll. <laughs> fan the hammer. 6 seconds later. Fan the hammer. Roll. Fan the hammer. Flashbang. Fan the hammer. But that's the thing. Like Fan the hammer was nerfed a long time ago yeah, like fan hammer is not, not the big good. answer anymore now it's roll hit your shots roll hit your shots like <laughs> you know that's 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 the deal i mean you know, it's it, a buff i don't know how good it is but it's a buff i think it's a pretty big buff for yeah. McCree. it's Instant not going to change or... <laughs> the game it's not going to change the like completely change the game from but it's a good quality of life change yeah it's a good i mean if you're a, if you're a McCree that's shooting in the shields fuck you die you know like that, <laughs> that's the way it's gonna be like learn like you can't play McCree like soldier you have to learn how to play him and he's about positioning and um even flanking to a degree uh you know getting in good position so that you're shooting over shields uh sides of shield shit like that he's just not like soldier where you're just plugging the shield until it goes down you know yeah, and, I mean, like, and shields like with Arissa in the game and everything else, right? Right now, plugging shields is isn't the best option a lot of times when the comp is Doomfist, Sombra, Genji. You know what I mean? Like it's really more about flanking. But I don't know. I think I think it'll it it'll definitely help him plugging shields too. Though I mean, he'll be able to reload faster, so he'll he be will. able to put a bit a bit more damage out, but. Still lots of them use it. Yeah, lots of them use it just for mo mobility, for getting away from a Gendry ult. Like, there's a lot of different uses for it. Lots of really good players don't even use it for what it was like, probably intended to in creation. Right. I know when I've used it, um, and you know the the, the developer comments is previously the cooldown McCree's combat roll felt too restrictive, which sometimes prohibited players from using it. The new fat, the new faster cooldown should allow more flexibility when choosing between using it for mobility and an instant reload, or or an instant reload. So, 
you know, I didn't use it for mobility. I typically would restrict myself from using it unless I was in a fight that I thought I could win if I can get another shot off. You know, like right. it's like, okay, I'm in an engagement with this person. If I hit him once or twice more, bam, I'm going to use it. I'm going to go for it. But then, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work like that. So I go, you go long periods of time without using the ability. And I think that is what they're trying to fix here. So I think it's a good uh, quality of life change. It's not a game changer for McCree. I'm not saying it's going to put him back into the meta, but if you can use him, this is good. Um, Farah got some changes. They said they want to take Farah from being like right now she's an oh, I think an overall decent character. I guess you can't in higher tiers it's harder to use her because people's aim is so great. Uh I guess, I guess unless you're doing a pharmacy. Um except if you're playing against Widow, so maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh you know, in higher tiers she is not as viable because aim is very good and in lower tiers they really felt that she was too powerful so i think what they're trying to do well actually what they said they were trying to do is raise her skill floor so she's not as easy to use in lower tiers and also um make her more viable at higher tiers Uh, and this is this is what they came up with (laughs) okay um so the concussive blast has now been reduced from 12 seconds to 9 seconds. I think that's unnecessary. I think it's a little tone deaf to the overall community, and I'm not just talking about with people who aren't Faramains or who are Faramains. The overall community is really getting tired of CC. Lots of complaints about CC. Um, Even out of people who aren't necessarily playing it wrong. Like, for example, tons of, so like, especially when Brig came out and when they, you know, kind of fixed Doom, you would hear a ton of people complain about getting knocked around and not being able to do anything. And they'd post a video of it. <laughs> and then you watch the video, they're fucking Reinhardt. They're Reinhardt playing into a Brig and a Doom Fist. Why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, like, you're playing into your two hard counters. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, just players in general. It's, been a pretty constant um, uh, statement or a constant feeling with the introduction of Brigitte, with them making Doomfist more viable, with them making, uh, you know, Hammond knock people around, you know, with them making May more viable, just tons of CC in the game. And we're kind of like a lot of people are getting tired of it. I don't think the answer to that is to introduce a C, you know, more CC by giving farah a faster cooldown on concussive blast now if you take the left uh bridge on um on lijang tower the second map the gardens i think it is you are an absolute fool (laughs) you like you you were a fool before if there was a farah in the game now you're an absolute fool but Uh, does it does it 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 just affects her boop 25 percent more right is it yeah, everybody get- 25% more? What are you talking about? You were saying, like, now you don't want to take the bridge on Lijing Tower, but, like, it doesn't boop you any more than it did before. <laughs> she could just do it faster. It yeah, that's what I'm saying. It like, more than it did before, but... Yeah, Mike, she, yeah, but she can deploy it 25% faster. I mean, she could do it more. And right. if you get in, stuck in an engagement on that bridge... That's a that's like that's a really bad thing. So just go just just go right. 
or left, you know, depending on what side you're on. Also, her rocket launcher was changed. The attack speed has been increased. I do like that. Lowered recovered between shots to from 0.9 seconds to 0.75. Damage redistributed between explosion and impact. And I do like this. Explosion damage reduced from 80 to 65. Impact damage increased from 40 to 55. That means that your splash damage does less. Your impact, your actual rockets to the face, your Fox 2 missiles do more. (laughs) (laughs) More Fox 2. (laughs) Okay. Direct rocket hits really pay off now. And if you don't get that reference, man, I feel old. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, so. And also explosion knockback reduced by 20% and self knockback damage and oh, self knockback range increased by 25%. So I think that means that uh, when she rocket jumps or stuff like that, it gives her actually a bit of a higher boost now um, versus before, which I, I mean, that's fine. If you know how to use it properly, that works because remember, like we're not talking about concussive blast in terms of rocket jumping because concussive blast won't hurt you. Uh, if you're using uh, her actual rockets to give yourself a rocket jump, that's skill. That's that's old Quake. That's old Unreal Tournament. You know, actually, no, sorry, not UT because you didn't rocket jump in UT. You hammer jumped in UT, but like Quake, you know. Man, so and it's extremely even, viable too. Like if you're not rocket jumping viable. with Farah, then you're doing it wrong completely. Yeah, especially you can stay if in you the have skybox forever. <laughs> especially if you if you have a mercy pocketing you. So, um, so I mean, I do like the changes. <laughs> on her rocket launcher. I'm not a fan of the change of the, of the concussive blast, but all that means you're not going to see me on the forums staying reverted. All that means you got to pull, you got to be more cognizant of it. You need, you need the fucking game sense. Okay. <laughs> you, you need to just pay attention and use game sense, which we've talked about here recently. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I do like the changes. I didn't feel like Farrah was super strong in lower tiers. I think the biggest problem, the biggest problem I've always found in lower tiers when it came to Farah is that nobody switched to counter her. That was the that was the <laughs> biggest problem with Farah. Biggest Farrah problem I tiers. saw is people just stood in the middle of the fucking lane. Like, <laughs> look up, get around the corner. I mean, it's why is the soldier taking out the Farah? He doesn't need to until we get in there. Fucking don't be in the way. It's the same problem with widows. Like people think that someone should be taking care of it. They should be taking care of themselves and not being in range to get shot. Right. Right. So yeah, that's because when I when when you look when I when I'm when I'm playing in gold and I see people I see enemies playing fire, they're not doing it very well. You know, you don't see people taking advantage of the flank and then coming like right on top of the team and hammering them with rockets. You know, that's how you get huge plays as fair. That's how you make her the most effective. What you see in gold is people fly into the air from a distance and just shoot rockets down. And it works because there's no counter for it. There's no nobody's either people aren't shooting at them. There's no Zenyatta to help with the pharmacy or people won't move out the way. So I, mean, I don't know what happened to make them make these changes. I don't dislike them, but at the same time, I, I know that think they were really necessary. I know that a big part of it was actually uh, catered to the console player base because she is very powerful on console, and uh, it's obviously harder to take down a far on console. I remember seeing I'm that gonna, in a note somewhere. That yeah, they said that, he said that in the video, but I gotta disagree. Like I, 
I haven't had a more difficulty taking out a Pharaoh on console than I have on PC. I just haven't. Um, mainly because I think that on console, you have less movement viability than you do on PC. It's way easier to move with Pharaoh on PC, you know, to dodge shots and stuff like that. And actually, that's why hitscan characters, at least for me, feel a bit easier on console because movement is more predictable. So I don't know, but they, they obviously have data from somewhere saying that. And if any of our console players want to chime in on that, go ahead. But I haven't, like, you know, Farah's, I really haven't had a problem myself when, when playing on console. It's not like, I'm like God damn it, they're picking a Farah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not like that, at least not for me. For me, they, uh, they, you, they updated her visual effects for all abilities. So that's not really a buff, but okay. It hurts a lot to see her ult, though. I mean, you really yeah. see how high that that ult goes really fucking high. I did not know it went that high. I really <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Arissa once again with the Arissa buffs, and I don't know why. As somebody <laughs> who plays Arissa a lot and likes Arissa unnecessary. <laughs> like, so unnecessary. So Arissa's. Uh, fusion driver, the maximum spread has been reduced from 1.5 to 1.2. That means that at longer distances, she can hit shots better. Uh, so the developer comment says, Arissa spends a significant amount of time firing her fusion, right, uh, fusion driver from a relatively stationary location, and the weapon spread value caused it to feel too random when leading targets at a distance. Disagree, but okay. Taking into <laughs> account the projectile's travel time. We've tightened the spread slightly. We which should leave her close, which should leave her close and mid-range damage potentially largely unchanged, while making it feel better to try to hit targets at longer ranges. Did they nerf her shield though too? Aren't they dropping it one uh one hundred? Her six? shield for Arisa? Yep. No, yeah, no, no, not. I think it's shredded. Yeah, no, that's pretty sure. That's Brigitte. No, I'm pretty sure that's happening with Orissa too. Orissa's shield isn't 600. Uh-huh. What is it? Nine, it's nine. Eight? Yeah, no, Bob, I'm looking at the patch notes right here. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're dropping her. I'm pretty sure I saw that today. Where? Could be wrong. Find, it. Find it while I talk about it, and uh, we'll bring it up. <laughs> Make sure it didn't happen. <laughs> so the uh, the maximum spread has been reduced from 1.5 to 1.2. They, in, the, in the last buff they gave her, they increased the fire rate of her, of her, of her uh, fusion driver. And now they want her to hit targets at a long, large, at a longer range. Um, I just feel it's unnecessary, especially because Arissa, I, I, I'm pretty sure she has the largest magazine in the game. It's 150 rounds. She can fire before having to reload. That was the balance for the spread being what it was, which it wasn't even that bad to begin with. Like, with we talked about the crosshair before for Arissa. We actually showed it on stream. Um, you know, Evil Toaster talked about it on the prepare to attack uh, that we did for Arissa. With that crosshair, you can... Uh, reliably hit a target maybe not get a headshot every single time but you can reliably hit targets with that crosshair as they're moving around uh, 
I'm not gonna say with ease. If you can track, it's it's definitely viable. Like you know, it's it's not that hard to do. If you can track properly with Arisa right now, it's not hard to do. And now you're gonna be able to do it even easier at long at longer ranges and with 150 rounds you can fire. I just I'm like okay, like if that's if you want me to kill more people, no problem. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> I wonder if they're that, seeing Doomfist becoming really viable and just thinking, well, this is a way to counter him, I guess. Which I would just say use Sombra, but you know, that's just me. That I, I would not, I would never say that Arisa is a viable counter to Doomfist. Like that should not be working. As a matter of fact, Doomfist should be trying to bait out your uh, your halt or your fortify. And then waiting for it to be over and then kicking the shit out of you. That's what he should be doing because that's kind of what I he's know. designed I, to I do. I find Doomfist falls very easily to Arissa doing knowing what she's doing because, you know, wait for him to use an ability and then just tag him to the ground with your uh, with your halt ability. And if he comes for you and just fortify, I mean, yeah, you could try to bait it, but that's still counterplay. It's still right. a flitzy game. You can counterplay it, but any smart Doomfist, like if, they, like if he like misses an ability... And because I mean, I do that to people all the time, like, you know, he'll miss an ability and I, you know, halt him into like, you know, back where I want to. He'll use his like uh, charge punch. I forget what the actual ability is called and get the fuck out of there, which he should be doing. Like he should be trying to escape if he can't complete his chain, you know, if he can't complete his combo. Yeah, um, that's, that's still get, shutting down his combo. I mean, one way or the other, you're stopping him from doing his job. You are, but I, I don't know if I still call her a hard counter to Doomfist. Like, uh, Doomfist is, uh, to me, his hard counter is like Sombra. Just like um, Wrecking Ball. Like, like, you know, you take those abilities away, he's useless. <laughs> you know, that that's right. what I'll call hard counter. But, I mean, Arissa definitely can counter him, but um, if you're with a good Doomfist, you know, just like a good Ryan, will bait the, bait the Fortify or wait until the fortify is used and then charge you. And then there's kind of like nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And that may have been something they thought of too, was that they, they kind of obviously meant her as a Doomfist counter, uh, considering the release time and you know, his, her lore and everything, even it's kind of a built in counter and it's really hard to finish a Doomfist Even after you, uh, mini grab him, you know, where you want him to the ground or something like that, if he tries to get out. So maybe that little bit of accuracy is kind of like meant to be, here's the finisher, you know, a little bit less right. random and you have more chance of getting him out. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I think it'd be kind of funny to use, to make a character a counter that Doomfist was kind of built to counter himself. You know, Doomfist was made to move characters around and out of position and stuff like that. So, but I mean, stranger things have happened. It's, it's definitely a possibility, but yeah, I just, don't get me wrong, I welcome the change because I play Arissa, but it is really unnecessary. By the way, like most Arissas I run into still are shit Arissas, even in Diamond. Like <laughs> they, they, they're still, they, it's like they, it's, they don't get it. They didn't listen to the prepare to attack with Evil Toaster. They just don't get it. They don't know how to manage their shields. Uh, you know, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. We were playing against an Arissa over the weekend and Man, she couldn't keep her shield up for shit. And I was just tagging her into the head. Like she was just exposed so much. I'm like, should I listen to prepare to attack, bud? You know, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, I, I don't. It's it's in there, but whatever. Soldier 76. He's the last guy. 
And his uh, the number of shots, for, this is for his heavy pulse rifle, number of shots until max spread increased from six to nine. So he can get off three additional shots or like another burst volley before he hits his max spread, which I haven't tried it. Um, I think not Rob from Omnic Lab was talking about it on Sunday night, and he's saying it ma- it's making it so much easier to hit Farrah's at a distance and stuff now. I mean, this combined with the uh, increase to their max damage at uh well damage at max range i think they're trying to make soldier a bit more viable again and i mean this is gonna help i just don't know how much it's gonna bring him back into it you know yeah it's gonna help yeah it'll it'll certainly help uh I, i like any changes that add skill to things like that and you know that that's still a skill shot you can't just sit there and pump stuff into people still but you know you can burst fire like you're supposed to and manage that uh manage that bloom if you're good at it right right so but those are the balance updates additionally what else have we got oh yeah reduce the, they are reducing the setup timer this is for, huge and, i mean this yeah. is huge did you, did you did you read this yeah bob the thing i'm getting ready to read right now did i read it <laughs> read read it exactly as it's written <laughs> Reduce setup timer for assault escort and assault escorts from one minute to 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. Yeah, from one minute to 45 seconds. (laughs) So, yeah, like that's it's one minute to 45 seconds now. It's less than a minute for setup time. So that means instead of dicking around uh, when you're picking a character, get your character picked. That way you can get to wherever you need to go and put down your uh, put down your turrets or set up or whatever. I mean, most characters don't need to set up something. Most characters just need to get into position and 45 seconds is more than enough time to get it. I mean, you probably could do it in fucking 30 seconds, to be honest with you. It was a great typo though. Cause 45 minutes. I mean, we'd have that shit right. The right spot. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, they also did that. And they also, um, added colorblind options. I'm going to read this. This is uh, to customize. You can customize how team colors are displayed in your UI, e.g. nameplates, HUD health bar, and hero outlines with a set of nine different colorblind friendly colors to choose from. You can choose to colorize enemy and friendly UI separately as well. These options can be found under options video, colorblind options. All changes made will be saved and ready for you, for you to see in the next match you play. We actually have a community member that's colorblind, and he made a post in the Blizzard forums, but I'm not going to get into it right now because we're kind of running low on time. I might bring it back next week and see if he got gets any response to it. But uh, apparently it's good, but it could be better. Um, and I'll put that post into the show notes because he put it into Discord. So um, let's see what else we have. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for the PTR. And remember, all, everything that we just talked about is on the PTR. It is not live. So when it goes live, we'll go ahead and mention it again. But you won't – don't go into Overwatch tomorrow expecting to see a new Torbjorn or to have these balance changes to Brig and McCree and stuff like that. It, it's not there. It's all in the PTR, guys. Um, all right. Let's, also, caught me by surprise today. I didn't realize Busan's live in comp right now. <laughs> I had no okay, idea. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize that either. So yeah, it got, caught me live. completely wow, really? off guard. Yeah, it's live right now. I played a comp game before the show. Okay, about a week. About a week. That sounds about right. So okay, yeah, that's it, cool. it plays very well. I enjoy it a lot. Mm, nice. 
Right, let's move on to our next topic, uh, which is going to be our last topic due to time. And our third topic, I'll move to next week. But let's talk about the pursuit advisor.gg uh, ban because that happened literally hours after um, you know we recorded last week, or at the very least, um, I think who was it? Uh, I think it was F and Flood opened his email hours after he recorded and he brought it to our attention uh so you know but basically uh blizzard sent an email last week uh to people who used pursuit or visor.gg even if you weren't using it recently i think you still got this email says we have identified that your account was logged into overwatch while using an unauthorized third-party application such as visor or pursuit these programs provide benefits not normally achievable in game and detract from the integrity of the game environment. The account holder is responsible for all activity on the account. This is the only warning. We are not penalizing your Blizzard or Overwatch account at this time. Continued use of the unauthorized third-party program will result in action taken against your account, up to and including a permanent ban in accordance with the end-user license agreement. Now, this came as a huge surprise. Pursuit didn't get any notification. Visor didn't get any notification because both were caught off guard. Um, Bob, you 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 saw Pursuit's response, Pursuit.gg's response. Yeah, yeah, they 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 responded Friday of last week in their Discord server. I've been uh, I've been in their Discord for a long time. I've used uh, Pursuit. I haven't, I actually haven't used the the Visor thing because Kinder tested it for us. But uh, I've used Visor to like go over VODs and stuff like that. But mm. I've Use pursuit. Pursuit is just an after the fact thing. Like it, it tells you the stats that Blizzard should be telling you, basically, from my opinion. But it's an after the fact thing. It doesn't give you anything during game. And they came out and said, "Hey, we're sorry for what's going on. Thank you for all the support." Uh, please do not use Pursuit until we get this figured out and squared away with Blizzard. Basically, that's the post summarized. Right. Yeah, and the thing I, I think I guess the thing that was like the biggest surprise to them is that you know they're partnered with I think at least two Owl teams, at least two, and they previously had gotten approval from Owl to use this. Yep. From yeah, yeah, and it's like Blizzard doesn't know what one hand's doing. It's oh, yeah. like really I weird. Said, and Pfizer is partnered with Soul, Soul yes. Dynasty, and it's just weird. Well, I said in Discord, um, you know, a while ago that the Owl and Blizzard are two different organizations run by two different sets of of people, you know, and they're not always on the same page. Like, of course, Blizzard has uh like a heavy hand in owl because they make the fucking game they have to uh you know make the team skins they have to uh make the um the the visual stuff different for the the overwatch league um actually the overwatch league team written yeah sorry the overwatch league team originally was very small according to an interview and blizzard had to provide a lot of resources for the owl team. But at this point, like basically the way, and obviously this is speculation because you know, I'm not in blizzard, but it feels like, okay, they provided the resources to those team, but that team is now dedicated into owl. 
right? That, that team is dedicated to Owl, and administrative decisions aren't necessarily coming through Blizzard. Like they're not agreeing on this because Owl's like, yeah, sure, you can use these these uh, tools for scrims and and whatever, and um, you know, it's fine. But Blizzard's like, no. The, the original argument that I could see is that the Owl teams are just using it for scrims. They're not actually using it during Owl competition, right? But a lot of people are using it in their comp matches. But the problem comes in, well, what if somebody's not in a comp match? What if somebody is actually using it for scrimming themselves? Well, if that was the rules, like you don't use it in comp matches, but if you used it in the arcade, not the, well, the arcade or the uh, the custom games, that was no problem. And you're not going to see the difference there, probably because Blizzard can't really tell the difference. Well, they can, but they're not going to go that deep into it. So that argument kind of goes out the window. Um, and a lot of people also had a problem with the fact that Pursuit got banned because Pursuit's all post-game. All post-game. Like, there's no updates during the game. You don't get any hints that somebody might have their ultimate. There's no timers that it's automatically doing for you. None of that stuff. Uh, and it still got banned. But Visor actually had a response to that as well. Their response was a bit longer, and they actually wrote a, wrote a whole blog post on Medium where they talked about the current situation, where they say they've reached out to Blizzard, uh, but they're not getting any response back. And to my knowledge, to this day, which is a, this is Tuesday night, they still haven't received any response from Blizzard. At least Pursuit, I think, has received a response from Blizzard, and Blizzard's looking into it. But Visor has not. So they had a po- they, they posted talking about that. And they also kind of explained how Visor works, which is something that we said before on the show. Visor does not use any information that you don't already have available. Visor does not hook into the Overwatch client and track where enemies are or, you know, uh, what they're doing. What Visor does is basically it is streaming your game, like what you see, it's streaming your video output to a visor server and the visor server is doing the analysis so we can only see what you see it can see chat logs it can see the kill the kill feed which is probably the most important thing uh, and that's how it does everything and it actually goes through and talks about how um it, it gets certain alerts done like enemy position uh it says Visor does not have and has never had any position information. We don't parse or use that information in any feature or product. Blizzard and others may be confused by our play aggressively and group up with team alerts because we indicate that the enemy team may be trickling or scattered. However, this alert and the underlying mechanism does not rely on enemies or allied positions. Visor uses solely your kill feed for these alerts, only what you can see as a player. By seeing when your enemies and allies die, Visor can determine the time between each death. If the time between death remains consistently high, eight plus seconds, Visor will send an alert, which we believe can help you learn to identify moments when you should group up or play aggressively. We have found that consistent long duration between death correlates highly with enemies and allies either trickling or being scattered. This has been one of our users' favorite educational features. Uh, Enemy health, they said... We are not sure why this feature is one of Blizzard's is not is one that Blizzard has mentioned, but Visor does not provide or have access to enemy health information. Since no feature we are since no feature we are aware of uses this information, there is not much more we can say. Uh, enemy ability usage, we are not sure how this may have been identified, but Visor does not have and never uses information on enemy ability usage. 
Visor does, however, see your own ability usage. This means that Visor can help you identify if you are efficiently using your abilities and managing cooldowns. It's a really a great feature that we love and provide a great benefit to help improve or to helping improvement. And ultimates, they actually dig in there because that was one of the biggest things that people talked about is them calling out enemy ultimates. And this is what they have to say about that. And it was actually more, they, uh, I think they talked about the, let me see if they have the method here. Yeah, they said that the problem was the phrasing. They think that the problem was with the phrasing they used. It says, to start off, Visor absolutely does not have ultimate readiness information of any enemy player. The way that Visor has always interacted with enemy ultimates is based on a standard timer, which is triggered by kill feed detection. We have hard-coded average alt charge durations for each hero, and when Visor sees an alt appear in the kill feed, as a result of the alt usage producing a kill, we start a timer. The timer triggers the alert, and the alt charge durations are all publicly available information. This is the first time we launched this feature on 8.14. It's stated, watch enemy hero alt, uh, watch enemy hero alt in 10 seconds. The phrasing would trigger whenever Visor's timer hit 10 seconds before the end of the average alt charge duration. We realized very quickly that the phrasing of this alert implied precise predictive capabilities when in fact it was never the case. We truly apologize to the community for that confusion and at the time we acted immediately to adjust the alert. So apparently they changed it. They said within 48 hours we adjusted the alert to say watch enemy hero. Enemy hero may have ultimate soon. We want a visor to feel like a friend sitting next to you, helping you, giving you encouragement and feedback so you can learn. We felt this adjustment reflected the sentiment the timer mechanics of the alert never changed the phrasing, and they even they even changed it further. This is after a few weeks in production and some in, in, uh, let's see and some feedback, we realized that it was actually even more beneficial in education just to state that the just to state the mechanism directly. So the week of nine ten, we adjusted the alert to say hero alt enemy hero used their alt forty five seconds ago with the time varying for different heroes since this was always. Since this was always how the alert functioned, we were satisfied with the phrasing reflected reflected the right logic. Sorry. So, I mean, it's basically like we said originally when Kender tested it. It only has information that's already available to you. I'm not sure if high-ranking players were even using Visor because it's probably stuff that they're already thinking about. Visor is really an educational tool for players that probably don't have game sense. Now you can kind of learn what you should be looking for. You know, you do you, you're like, Oh, Reinhardt hasn't used it. He hasn't used his alt yet. He probably has it. Stuff like that. Um, I still don't have a problem with visor to, to be honest with you. I don't have a problem with it being used because it gives you information, but you still have to act on that information. And just because, you know a Farah has an ultimate. It doesn't actually stop Farah from using that ultimate if the Farah can play it properly. You know. Yeah, I, I would agree with you completely. I don't have a problem with it. In fact, I honestly think that Blizzard should pay them to put it in the actual game. I think it's something, and maybe you could make a case for it not being in competitive. But goddamn, right. this would help people learn in quick play. Right. Uh, when I when I used it, I mean, it got to the point where it was almost kind of annoying because it's just it's most of it's just I know this, you know, I know this is coming up like every now and then there'd be something I kind of forgot about, like in the back of my mind. And it'd be like, uh, 
you know, enemy team's trickling. You need to push up or be aggressive, things like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. I need to do that. But yeah. for the most part, it's, it's shit you already know if you're past gold. Yeah, I, I didn't even try it after you told told me about it because I was just like, it's just going to annoy me. But it would have been awesome to have when I was a younger player. Yeah, I mean, it's almost it's like having an automated coach. Actually, that's one of the things they said. I, I can't find it exactly uh, in the um, in in the article here, but he says that they wanted everybody to have access to kind of like a coach, like so that you didn't have to pay for coaching. Like if you don't want to pay for fifty dollars for a coaching session, you can get this, and it'll kind of tell you the basics. That's what it really does, right? It doesn't tell you well you're not flicking properly, and that's why you're missing this shot. You know, it's not telling you. Um, strategically how to play certain characters. This is general game sense we're talking about. And over time, like Kendra said, it will probably be annoying because it will be ingrained that, okay, Farrah hasn't used her ultimate in a while. Maybe I should start looking out for that ultimate. You know? And then when, you, when you're looking out for an ultimate because you know that a character might have it, it, it helps you to learn the uh, tendencies of players with those characters as they're trying to use their ultimate, you know, like if you know, a Reinhardt probably has his ultimate, you can now you can look to see how he's hunting to use it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not a great time to put your shield down as Reinhardt, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not, maybe you need to watch out. Or for maybe that it's brig. a good time to bait the Reinhardt into driving right. your shield, putting it right back up. Yeah. Or maybe you need to watch out for that brig that Reinhardt has right next to him, because if she stuns you, he's probably going to use ult. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I still don't have a problem with Visor. There's still arguments going back and forth whether the ban, the ban was um, justified for Visor or not. I mean, Pursuit is pretty clean at this point, but Visor is still some back and forth. I, I personally think that Visor is 100% fine. I, I think, you know, Blizzard should talk to them about this. Uh, the... There may be some other technical reasons in the background why they don't want both apps to be used in-game. Because both apps have a similar method of capturing your gameplay, right? Both apps capture your gameplay on screen, you know, and they stream it someplace. But basically, it's an overlay. Both Visor and Pursuit are overlays. You just don't see anything on the overlay, with the exception of Visor when it pops things into your view. Um, But they're they're just... overlays and overwatch has kind of always had problems with overlays like early on there was a huge huge problem with discord overlays it was a pain in the ass lots of sr lost <laughs> to, to the discord <laughs> overlay problem rip but yeah i mean there may be some other reason why it's like a blanket like we don't want this in the game some people believe that blizzard are coming up with their own stat system which it may be true but it just for me, it's a little far fetched, only because it it's not their mo. They have like it's not their mo to make tools like this. They usually leave tools like this in the community's hands, uh, and they uh, you know just make certain stats available. But in, actually, in some cases, they're not even really doing it because I still think Hammond is his stats aren't available publicly. Hammond, like if you like even on um like uh, Oversumo. If you play Hammond, he does not show up in the app because the app can't grab the stats for Hammond. So I don't know what what's going on with that. Um, Blizzard Weird. may be working on some type of stat API for people like Master Overwatch, um, 
you know, uh, Omnic Meta Pursuit visor to be able to hook into. Actually, maybe Master Overwatch hasn't updated since season ten. By the right, way, right? Well, they still have. Well, they they they're gonna have the same problem that they had before because if somebody's profile is private, right? Yeah, I I, I, I think they quit. I th- like because there's no season eleven stats at all, and we're in season twelve. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I haven't used Master Overwatch in a really long time. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I tried using it the other day. I've been using uh, Omnic Metas for a while, and I've always liked Overbuff. And then I tried to do Master Overwatch the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit! There's no season eleven stats at all. They must have just yeah. thrown, they must have just thrown it in the towel, or yeah, taken so a hiatus." So yeah, they may um, have an API for for they may be developing an API for for you know third parties to be able to hook into and get more valuable information but for now like they don't have that I just don't see them creating their own um massive or in-depth stat system cuz that's just not what Blizzard typically does you know so we'll see what comes out of this I I think but it's I- it, it, go ahead like a side note to that though that's not definitely not what blizzard typically does but blizzard's in a whole new arena now with the overwatch league and the, and the success that it has maybe they're treading on to new ground we, we just don't know maybe traditionally like this isn't their cup of tea like you know that's kind of the thing i mean traditionally the owl Neither's the Overwatch they, League, you know. Neither's the Overwatch <laughs> League, but we just discussed that Blizzard doesn't run that. The Overwatch League is is extremely successful because people who know what they're doing are running that. You know, that's essentially ran by and MLG. What the the coaches have been calling since the start of season one is better stats. Right, so and I think it's that's possible. probably something. That's something that they'll probably they actually might even already have that for um, Overwatch League. But I don't know if they are going to introduce that for the general public because they already don't want the general public to have too much information on stats because it's toxic, you know, which that's a different <laughs> conversation. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation that I'm probably going to put in next week Ooh, with boy. the uh, how to fix Overwatch topic. Um, but yeah, like they think it, it, it's it's topic. I mean, yeah, like there's. The Blizzard does what they do. They they know how to do what they do very well. But, you know, making tools like that, it's not one of the things that they do very well and they leave it to other people. Esports, not something that they do very well. That's why the Owl is successful because MLG took care of it for them. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they definitely fumbled the StarCraft competitive, StarCraft 2 competitive. They fumbled Heroes competitive. Um... Wow, the competitive wow is for people who like wow. Even though it's super fucking chaotic, chaotic and kind of fun to watch. I gotta admit that. If you ever watch, if you ever, if you get the BlizzCon digital ticket, definitely tune in to the competitive fucking wow. It's fucking hilarious. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's just I, I, and this is not me like shitting on Blizzard for not being able to handle like certain aspects. Fine, I think it's a great strategy. You know what you do well, and you do that shit. <laughs> you know that's that's what you do. Um, because if that was the case, because some people are thinking it's like it's about money, right? You know, uh, if that's the case, fuck that. Take all those WoW mods and make them yourself, and you know, charge people for them if you want to make some real fucking money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, 
Because that's I just don't think they're interested in doing that. They're what they're interested in is making fun games with you know nice communities, and that's that's what they shouldn't do pretty well. But we'll we'll, we'll see. I'm curious to see how this shakes out, especially for Pursuit, because it looks like Pursuit has a leg up on Visor in terms of having an N. Uh, they, I think they, they're probably using their connections with their teams to get a response back. And I don't know. I really don't see – I don't I, – I, I hate to say it, but I don't see Blizzard giving us a clear answer on why they were banned because it's probably more of a technical reason than, uh, um, you know, this just breaks the EULA because, I mean, post-game stats, po- personal post-game stats, not even post-game stats on your – on your teammates or your enemies personal post-game stats like how is that bad that just makes you a better player yeah you know and yeah sure some people are going to be assholes about it but you can't do anything about that <laughs> so let's <laughs> let it go but uh yeah like i said we're gonna we're not we're not we're not gonna do our third topic which was the uh the how to fix overwatch um quote unquote and that is something i definitely want to talk about um next week we're we're definitely gonna add into the program next week probably do it first unless something huge happens so we'll see uh but we'll get into our closing here no community questions this week uh are there any community events bob yes there's actually a pretty big one uh so it's the regular um uh omnic lab game night this friday night but in addition to that we are going to have the six war, uh, Con Before the Storm World of Podcast panelists for the Overwatch panel, six stacking and taking on different groups of people during the um, the Omnic Lab game night. So it'll be me, not Rob. I I play games. Icy Sorrow, the Blevins, and Totally Drunk, and we will be playing in a six stack streaming for Con Before the Storm during that game that uh game night so you can join that going to discord.me slash omnic lab and enjoy the fun all right and um other than that there is no actually what what week is this no okay so we had no no game nights from us this week on console pc the ps4 guys did have a game night friday and saturday and unfortunately i wasn't able to join but it did look like you guys were having a good time, so I'm glad you guys were able to get together and play. Hopefully, I didn't hear any bad things, so hopefully everything went uh, mm-hmm. went went well. And I'm definitely gonna try to make the next one. I was hoping I was like I was like two days great. I could make at least one of those. No, fuck me, right? So <laughs> it just didn't happen. Uh, but the next Xbox Game Night looks like it's going to be happening on October 5th. All right, that's next Friday. Uh, the game show episode. Still trying to prep for that, but one thing we're definitely going to be doing very soon is getting the community episode segments recorded. Uh, for those of you who have shown interest, I'll be contacting you soon so we can schedule those recordings and then we'll get the community episode out very soon. And uh, yeah, what what else we have here? Prepare to attack the latest episode with Brigitta is out. So if you haven't checked it out, I would highly suggest you do check it out. Even though she's getting a little bit of a nerf, she's still very viable. Uh, so you know, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a good recording from Kinder, you know, and Leaf Rose. So definitely check that out. Uh, if you're not here on the stream, we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
around that time. Uh, so definitely come and uh, hang out with us on stream. It would be a lot of fun. We do want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So, you know, we're going to get into our contact info here in a little bit. And we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Uh, if you want to play in the game nights, that's a great play way to uh, hook up with those guys in the uh, in those clubs and um, communities. But you can also join up on Discord, which I mentioned earlier, is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And you can hook up with those guys there as well. And I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It's a great Facebook group if you're on Facebook uh, for Overwatch, whether you want to look for new players or you just want to keep up with the news or memes. So I would definitely check that out. Definitely like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. You guys want to give out your social media info here? You can find me on Twitter at blazing underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Everything I do is there. You can find me on Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's P-L-S. And you can also find my other podcast, Fragging Out, at fraggingout.com, twitch.tv slash fraggingout, and Twitter at fraggingoutpod. Uh, I need to get you guys audio from that last episode again, by the way. My uh, my hard drive's corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, if you, uh, you, know, you have comments or questions for the show, you can reach out to us. Our email is WPR at mashlessbuttons.com. But you can also reach out to us on Twitter or on uh, you know SoundCloud or in the Discord. You know, just 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 talk to us. You know, we're we're available. We'll, we love to hear about your Overwatch stories and answer your questions. Uh, if you want to help the show out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, and if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a Patreon. Just go to patreoncom radio. And uh, you can, you know, pledge some support there to help us out. You can also buy some merch from our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash smash those buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber, which helps us with our streaming efforts. So thank you guys very much for your support. We really do appreciate it. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. So with that, we are done for the week. We'll catch you later. Have a good night. Later, Tater. Day. I'm the hammer. And the nail. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashosButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashosButtons.com shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, 
Make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.